Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com ACAST. So, apparently now digital war crimes are a thing. <laughs> April 21st, 2023, this is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes. Coming up, Twitch viewership has dropped another 5% in March. We'll hear from a few completely unhinged CEOs, and we'll check out the week that was in video game news with the Friday Replay. The International Committee of the Red Cross this week set up the first-ever first-person shooter, Rules of War. Partnering with Arma 3 and Fortnite, the ICRC established four rules for players to follow to play these two games without violating the Geneva Convention. The first rule is no thirsting which means don't finish off downed enemies. The ICRC says in the real world that prisoners of war must be protected from violence, intimidation, and ill treatment. And once someone goes down, they're considered a casualty or prisoner of war, depending on where they go down. Rule number two is no targeting nonviolent NPCs. ICRC explains that civilians cannot be attacked and must be protected. Rule number three is no targeting civilian buildings. Just like civilians themselves, the buildings they reside in must be protected as well. And the last rule is use medkits on everyone. The ICRC explains that every casualty must be cared for, regardless of what side of the conflict you're on. The sick and wounded must be taken care of. Overall, what the ICRC seems to be doing with these FPS rules of war is educate people on what the actual rules of war are. Though I have my doubts that avid FPS players will follow these rules due entirely to the fact that if you follow these specific rules, you'll most likely lose every match in every FPS game you've ever played. Because the goal in these games is to eliminate your enemy, not simulate real-world experiences. So while it's kind of noble to educate gamers of the real-world equivalent that their games are based on, I think a better campaign would be to educate gamers on war crimes that are actively being committed now and which countries are committing them. 
Elements and Rainmaker.gg published their March State of the Stream report yesterday. And like February's report, Stream Elements opted to only look at Twitch's statistics for March. Let's Play reached out to Stream Elements for a reason why Facebook and YouTube gaming have been left off the report. Stream Elements PR director Chase responded on Twitter with, quote, It varies depending on what our analytic partners can provide, which can shift due to API changes at various platforms. But I'm hoping we can start including those again. Getting into the numbers, though, Twitch amassed 1.56 billion hours watched in March, a 5% decrease in hours watched compared to February's 1.64 billion. Since this is the end of the first quarter completely out of pandemic restrictions, Stream Elements compared quarter one of 2019 and quarter one of 2023, and found that despite the pandemic's three years of inflated watch time on Twitch, hours watched increased 95%, which means despite the recent dips in viewership, Twitch is still way ahead of their pre-pandemic viewership. The top five games watched for March are League of Legends, Grand Theft Auto V, Valorant, CSGO, and Minecraft. Diablo 4's open beta launched it to 10th place, while the newly remade Resident Evil 4 hit 11th. Following Kai Sinat's record-breaking subathon in February, XQC has retaken his throne as the most-watched streamer on the platform, with 12 million total hours watched. At the end of the day, it seems like Twitch is continuing its stride at this new post-pandemic normal, with little or no changes on the type of games that viewers are engaging with. Though with a couple of major releases coming out this month, we might actually see a trend change come with the next State of the Stream report. Taking a look at tech news, a trend among tech CEOs has been catching the public eye. In particular, CEOs completely unhinged town hall meetings with employees that end up turning into soapbox stump speeches for these out-of-touch lunatics to spout their corporatized hypocrisy. This week, the CEO of Miller Knoll brand collective, Andy Owen, is reported to have said this during a meeting. Don't ask about... What are we going to do if you don't get a bonus? Get the damn $26 million. Spend your time and your effort thinking about the $26 million we need and not thinking about what you're going to do if you don't get a bonus. All right? Can I get some commitment for that? I I had an old boss who said to me one time, you can visit Pity City, but you can't live there. So people, leave Pity City. Let's get it done. Owen's remarks came in response to employees asking about their yearly bonuses being cut, which prompted employees to leak this clip and lambast Owen for giving herself a $6 million bonus. Another completely unhinged lunatic, James Clark, the CEO of the Utah-based digital marketing firm Clearlink, had this to say during a town hall meeting. There's not one of you here, and I challenge any one of you to outwork me, but you won't. I'm all in in what we're doing here at ClearLink, and I want you to know it and feel it, because this is what we do, and I've sacrificed, and those of you that are here have sacrificed greatly to be here as well, to be away from your your family. I I learned from one of our leaders that in the midst of hearing this, this message, 
went out and sold their family dog. Clark was announcing a return to office mandate for all remote workers. Despite the fact that 90% of the people hired at ClearLink over the last three years were hired on as permanent remote workers. Clark's mandate is forcing anyone within a 50-mile radius of ClearLink offices to commute, and anyone outside of this range needs a medical disclosure to continue working remotely or relocate to Draper, Utah. I can think of few things worse. Clark, in his nine minutes of ranting, also called all remote employees quiet quitters and accused 30 employees of stealing wages, claiming that those 30 employees, including their manager, haven't opened their work laptops in a month. Overall, this just shows how out of touch and sociopathic some of these CEOs are. They truly just don't understand that the people who are making them those millions and billions of dollars are struggling unduly because of their decisions. And then they wonder why the workforce isn't putting in the 110% effort that they expect. All right, it's Friday, and this is where we normally read podcast reviews, but there aren't any new ones. So head on over to Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Podchaser, and Amazon, and let us know what you think of the show. We'll read podcast reviews here on Fridays, you know, when we have some to read. All right, with it being Friday, let's check out some of the biggest stories from this week in gaming with the Friday Replay. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. <laughs> To follow up on dark and darker developer Iron Mace Games and their ongoing legal troubles with Nexon, if you missed last month, Iron Mace has been subject to a police raid, a cease and desist order, and a Steam DMCA takedown notice. Nexon claims that former developers who worked on a cancelled project called P3 have stolen game assets from them alleging that the former Nexon developers are now working for Iron Mace Games, with those supposed stolen assets making their way into the medieval Battle Royale action looter. Though at this time there hasn't been any movement on any legal proceedings. However, Iron Mace Games still wants to playtest their game, despite Dark and Darker being taken off of Steam due to the DMCA takedown. So Iron Mace decided to torrent their latest alpha build of Dark and Darker, announcing the link to the torrent in their Discord with context and hilariously on Twitter without context, leading many to speculate if Iron Mace was also hacked. Iron Mace explained in their Discord message that due to the, quote, complexities of their situation, this was the only way for Iron Mace to facilitate the scheduled playtest this week. 
Iron Mace also warns that you should only use a torrent link that they provide in the Discord, as they cannot guarantee the integrity of other torrent links. So if you go looking for the Dark and Darker playtest this week, join their Discord and find the official post from the developers themselves. Apparently, I spoke too soon yesterday when I said there wasn't any movement on legal proceedings regarding Dark and Darker developer Iron Maze Studio and Korean game publisher Nexon. Last Friday, Nexon quietly filed a lawsuit against Iron Maze Studio in a Seattle, Washington district court. Nexon also named Iron Mace's CEO Terrence Parker and developer Ju Hyun Choi individually claiming all three committed copyright infringement and that Park and Choi misappropriated trade secrets. Nexon alleges that Park and Choi stole assets and code from the P3 project, with Nexon pointing to Choi as the main conspirator who poached Nexon's staff to work at Iron Maze Studio. Nexon also alleges Choi had downloaded P3 build files and pre-production assets to his personal server while he was still working for the company. Nexon's 55-page lawsuit continues to outline similarities between the P3 project and Dark and Darker. With visuals pulled from both games and looking through most of the comparisons, it looks like Iron Mace has used quite a few similar assets to P3, though most of those similar assets are bought off of the Unreal Engine store. However, there are some similarities that are hard to explain, like visible potions on players and enemies, a mechanic new to the Battle Royale genre that Dark and Darker established. Though in Nexon's complaint, P3 also had a similar visible potion mechanic. Nexon is seeking an undetermined amount of damages and attorney fees, as well as ending Iron Mace's development of Dark and Darker or any game similar to P3. As of this recording, neither Iron Mace nor Nexon has responded to press inquiry. In February of last year, I covered the story of Gary Bowser, no relation to Doug or King Bowser. Gary Bowser was arrested in connection with the hacking group called Team Executor. Team Executor ran a Nintendo Switch hacking service website. Bowser was in charge of the website while his two co-conspirators were providing the hacked firmware and Nintendo Switch ROMs. Bowser pled guilty to the 11 felony charges against him and settled to pay Nintendo $10 million in restitution. Bowser was sentenced to 40 months in federal prison, which brings us to earlier this month. Gary Bowser was released and deported back to Canada. Bowser was released due to a combination of time served and good behavior. Before his release, Bowser sat down for an interview with YouTuber Nick Moses 05, which shed light on his current situation. Bowser pretty much outlined that despite getting out of prison, the restitution will follow him until his grave. He also disclosed that he's paid approximately $175 of the $10 million in restitution. That amount is low due to the barbarically low amount of money prisons pay their incarcerated for their manual labor. In Bowser's case, he said he was being compensated 28 cents an hour, with Nintendo garnishing around 30% of his total monthly earnings. 
Bowser was questioned on how he plans to pay the $10 million in restitution post-release. Bowser detailed that he is disabled due to a leg injury and other health issues, so he's filing for disability and welfare insurance with Canada. Nintendo will then garnish 30% of what the Canadian government compensates him. Overall, it's hard to look at this story and not feel bad for poor Gary Bowser. Nintendo is essentially making an example out of him by financially ruining him for the rest of his life. But you know, it does make me wonder, how different is hacking a Switch from modding a game or a piece of hardware? And sure, Nintendo has drawn this line in the sand about modifying consoles, but what if their next line in the sand is about software mods? Just ask the Smash community about what Nintendo thinks about software modifications. Should someone have to pay restitutions for the rest of their life to a multi-billion dollar corporation because that corporation disapproved of what that person did with their own hardware or software? Now look, I realize that this takes a bit of a logical leap, but we're definitely navigating a slippery slope here. Following up on Nintendo's crusade to ruin people's livelihoods this month, Nintendo is taking aim at Nintendo Switch modders on YouTube. On April 6th, popular Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild modder Point Crow had four of his videos copyright claimed by Nintendo. These videos contain footage of a multiplayer mod for Breath of the Wild. The multiplayer mod was custom-made for those videos and is not freely distributed. Point Crow also points out that these mods do not modify existing code or assets in the game. Point Crow filed an appeal with YouTube and emailed Nintendo to find an amicable resolution. And Nintendo has not responded. On April 7th the next day, Nintendo proceeded to DMCA takedown 24 additional videos, with the vast majority of them being Breath of the Wild modded content. Nintendo also flagged modded content for Super Mario Odyssey, the Pokemon series, and Wii Sports. And again, to emphasize, Point Crow does not distribute these mods to viewers in any way. They are all custom-made for his content. However, Nintendo also took down unmodded content from Point Crow's channel. In particular, a what-if commentary video about Breath of the Wild, which featured only general gameplay. And sadly, Nintendo's crusade doesn't end with Point Crow. Throughout this month, Nintendo has been targeting most Nintendo content creators who showcase modded content. And like Point Crow, Nintendo is invoking the DMCA or issuing copyright strikes on modded content as well as general gameplay, setting a very dangerous precedent for all of Nintendo content creators going forward. And this further cements my point from yesterday. Nintendo's aggression toward content creators and modders can easily morph into frivolous litigation. While it seems like Nintendo is placated with abusing YouTube systems for now, it's only a matter of time before Nintendo moves that line in the sand and starts suing content creators and modders for tens of millions of dollars. Well, that's it for today's episode of Let's Play. Make sure you subscribe so you can come back on Monday for even more video game news. Follow us on TikTok at Let's Play Gaming News and leave us a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Podchaser, and Amazon. 
Story selection and writing by Aaron Pillen. You can follow him on Twitter at Lloyd underscore RNG. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Benderama and catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code program for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program.